What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Saturdays and Seltzers. A little bit of a catch-up episode this week since we weren't around last week, so catching up on all of our Jaguars thoughts, Eagles thoughts, Flyers thoughts, Bruins thoughts, Mitchell Miller reactions, also our reactions to the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster drama. So thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much. Let's have a good one. Let's go. It's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah, Kendra, I see you ladies. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. Uh. <laughs> Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. I'm Andy Towers, you and you're listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. Let's fucking go. What is up, party people? Welcome back to Saturdays and Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sarah Griffin. We took last week off, but we are back and better than ever. Um, before we get into our HLH, I want to say that after our football segment, Tyler is adding a segment into our show. The addition of the sad cat parlay <laughs> is here because we've been running it for weeks, so we might as well put it in the show. Um, we're going to figure out how we want to do it moving forward, but he sent me some football bets this week. If you want to play in the SNS parlay, then hit us up. Um, but if you are new here, we start the show every week with our high, low hero of the week, which is our high of the week, low of the week, and unexpected something good that happened to you, which is your hero. Sarah, what we have similar highs. What is <laughs> what is your high? Um, my high is tomorrow night. I'm going to the Bruins game. It's going to be one nice to have a night off. Two, it's against the Flyers. So I'm excited. Ooh, that is fun. That is super fun. I also have a Bruins thing in my high. One, my my real high is that Warzone 2 finally dropped today. And I put our notes in before I played a game, but I played a game on my lunch hour. My first game I won. But the best thing was that there's like this thing called proximity chat now where like if you're like fighting people that are close to you, you can like talk to them and like talk shit to them. This team of dudes was like telling me to get back in the kitchen and that like girls shouldn't play this game and whatever. I quick scope, no scoped all three of them and killed them. And it was awesome. <laughs> so like, if you're going to talk shit, get hit. I don't know. It was awesome. It was just like one of those things. It was like, karma's such a bitch. Um, and then my other high is that I went to the Bruins game last week. And I'm sure you saw my TikTok of the lady who was like <laughs> flipping off like the guy in the penalty box. She was insane. And it was awesome. That comment section did not pass the vibe check because people were like, oh, classless Boston, blah, blah, blah. That's my favorite thing about Boston sports. Like people are assholes and I love it. She was <laughs> crazy. She was like, fuck you, you fucking pussy. Like screaming at this kid and he can't hear her, but she's just like fucked up and like walking around and like hugging people in our section <laughs> and like taking people's phones and like taking videos of herself. It was awesome. She was like, I drove 600 miles to bang on this fucking glass. <laughs> As she it should. Was so good. It was so good. She grew up in Dorchester. Shocker. Yeah. I was just gonna say. So she was funny. My friend Harry, my like best guy friend from home, like childhood friend, whatever, came up for his birthday. Um, and we went to a Bruins game. It was super fun. Um, so yeah, those are my two highs. What is your low? 
uh, my low this last 48 hours have just been so fucking busy, especially today. Uh, like we're working on like, obviously for the PLL, like players top 50. Mm-hmm. So I've been interviewing a lot of guys and let me just say, I don't think any human was meant to like talk to that many people in one day. Definitely not someone like me who does not leave her apartment for the most part. Especially that many men like love you PLL, love you PLL players. Men are just a lot like the energy <laughs> and I'm like and the thing is, like they all like have given me like really good interviews and stuff like I've really been enjoying it but just going from someone who like sits at home on the computer like typing can be to myself mm-hmm. all day to getting on a call like every 15 minutes <laughs> it's been a lot <laughs> you should just one of your questions should be so what do you think about like the Taylor Swift tour <laughs> well so- <laughs> I do ask some, like, you know, because I like to get people's personalities out. Yeah, and so I, as you should. And one of them today was, like, because I've done a story on him before, and he was, like, there better not be any questions, like, some bullshit, like, what animal would you be? I was, like, um, not that exact question, but, like. We're not gonna, all right, let me take that one out. I won't ask you that question. Like, Thank you. Um, <laughs> I didn't have that question, but, like, something along those lines a little bit. <laughs> And he's like, I, like ask me anything like that, I will hang up. And I'm like, okay, then I'll just make up your answer. Okay, easy. <laughs> Journalism, doink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. But like, true. I'll just say <laughs> cat. He doesn't, he just really identifies as a small <laughs> white cat. <laughs> he wants to be a bunny. Mm, like the one, <laughs> like the one in the meme you sent me the other day. <laughs> Sarah sent me this tweet and it was like this little like tiny maybe like week old rabbit sleeping in the corner and the meme just said when you're being mean to me this is what you're being mean to (laughs) which I'm like I identify with this I'm gonna guess no man playing like a professional sport would identify with this but if you're not gonna give me an answer that's also you (laughs) yes 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 I love it I think that you should do it just as like shits and gigs or make like a PLL burner account (laughs) To feel all of a sudden has this like hater talking about people who like resemble the rabbit in the corner meme in the league. <laughs> no one would ever uh, talk to me again. <laughs> it'd be awesome. Worth Fuck it. This girl. <laughs> My low is that it has been an unusually warm fall and the cold is finally here and there is no end in sight and I fucking hate it. I yeah. hate it. Someone the other day was like, wow, you're from Florida and you made it to like mid-November before turning your heat on. That's impressive. I was like, no, I'm just really cheap. Um, It hasn't been that cold. And I'm trying to hang on to the preserver as long as possible because I have not adjusted to this weather. No, my AC unit was still in my window like last week. <laughs> Dude, I was, ho- I kind of hated myself for taking mine out like in mid-October because I was like, all right, you know, like every year, like this is kind of what it's been. And then we had that heat wave and I was like waking up in the middle of the night, sweating my yeah. dick off. And I was just like, I, this weather is so confusing, but now it's here. And Jackson yeah. had to learn how to walk in his winter boots today. And that was really tough. <laughs> it did not go well. I have a video. He was pissed, like actually pissed. It was super funny. Maybe I'll send it to Tyler and he can throw it in here. Um, What is actually, where is it? Yes. Yes. Pissed. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
<laughs> okay, what's your hero? Uh, my hero is Jalen Hurts' mom. Favorited one of my tweets the other day. Big day. She also is very active on Twitter, and I think she just favorites anything really that's positive uh, about him. But I was like, you know what? I'll take that as a win. You should like tweet her and be like, "You liked my tweet. Can you respectfully sup your kid, <laughs> please?" Because I kind of love him. <laughs> please. That is a big moment. Um, my hero is. Causing Sarah and I to have to go to rehab for addiction. <laughs> Truly, Sarah and I are battling a battle at the moment. <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> Two months now. I figured out that cooking your eggs in the Trader Joe's kale pesto, whether you scramble them or you just plop it in there, life-changing and so I put it on Instagram and I found out that Sarah's been doing it and I told her I was so addicted and if you're on TikTok she was like it's like the TikTok that's like let's talk about the epidemic of this year crack pipe because it is I can't stop and I usually eat things for a day and I'm over it Mm -hmm. I've eaten this every day for probably like six months now I've been eating it now. Since you post that Instagram story, I tried it the next day. And mm-hmm. then since then, I have gone through more eggs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I really don't eat them that much be- like before. Like, it was just yep. like a once in a while thing. I've gone yep. through three cartons. <laughs> oh, my God. Every morning, I have two pieces of toast, pesto eggs with Parmesan on top. And mm-hmm. it is <laughs> it is a well-balanced meal. It has greens, protein, yep. carbs fire fire so fucking good i if you haven't tried even if you don't use like the kale pesto it is healthier because it's lower in calories so you get more pesto bang for your buck but even if you try it in regular pesto do it just be careful because if you have your pan too hot when you put it in it will like pop a little <laughs> so go for it um so that was our hlh we do have a smasher pass shout out i just like whipped my hair with my pencil that was really cute (laughs) um i am drinking tonight shout out to island district i think i mean it's my favorite seltzer i don't know about you but it is my favorite they sent me some more and i am addicted to these like i feel like i'm drinking juice (laughs) really yes and you've had these this is what we had before the uh pll party Oh, right, right, Okay, yeah. Oh, those are good. They're so good. Those are really good. They're my they're my S tier of seltzers. They're fucking good. Like, I love these things. So I have two of them for this evening because after this, I will be streaming the new Warzone 2.0. So if you don't follow me on Twitch, do it. <clears throat> um, One MLB note this week. I don't know if you saw this, and I didn't see it until right before we hopped on our show. Have you seen what's going on with Yasiel Puig? Yeah. I don't understand. He put like I think it was like 399 bets on like baseball games, obviously, in like a three and tennis or something. Oh, in tennis, I didn't realize that. But yeah, like some crazy number. And it's some like bigger, it sounds like from like bigger gambling thing. I don't know. I didn't know much details. I honestly kind of forgot about him. Yeah. (laughs) So what I understand from it is he basically was like involved in like an underground gambling ring yeah. of some sort. And like, I think he's actually going to serve literal jail time. 
that's what it sounds like like, like real serious. like hard time which is crazy because like he I'm he made like probably what like at least 50 million dollars in his career like at least if not yeah. more like crazy amounts of money I'm sure that I'm way off too but it's like that's a lot of bets too it was like it was like a couple hundred thousand dollars like three hundred thousand dollars or something like that's crazy yeah I just like I feel like if I was a millionaire I know that people have addiction problems like I know that kind of thing like exists obviously because you're a human being but I just feel like I would not fuck around like I you have you are set for life your kids 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 are set like you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah I like I just when people like athletes do that type of stuff I'm like you have so much money like come on I know it's crazy um so that was our baseball note for the week uh (laughs) that's it yeah um I have a quick Jags recap we can talk about the Eagles game uh I have a couple things of note. First off, to start the game, I don't have any expectations to beat the Chiefs, obviously, but if you're going to beat the Chiefs, you got to come out and you got to put touchdowns on the board. You got to take the points where you can get them sometimes, and you got to make gutsy calls. And they started off the game with a gutsy call that went in their favor. The Jacksonville Jaguars onside kicked the opening fucking kickoff and recovered it in this game didn't do anything with it I'm pretty sure they had like I I don't think they went three and out but honestly they fucking might have I don't remember and it was like all right well that fucking is awesome had a turnover did nothing with it missed two kicks obviously points are missing had a touchdown thrown to Evan Ingram that got overturned for a stupid penalty that's your 10 points that you lost by right there that's it those two kicks your touchdown whatever on top of your missed opportunity with your recovered kick and your turnover and I think I will say I will give Trevor his kudos he has played really well the last two weeks he's making strides he's not turning the ball over I'm I think the play calling has been a lot better and playing to his strength so I do like that my only kind of complaint that I have this week is Devin Lloyd who was the first round linebacker that they traded up to get from Utah after they got Trayvon Walker they traded some picks to pick again in the first round and I think that he's been pretty awesome he's had four should be five turnovers on the season had a really good like hot start and he got benched for a linebacker that I think that they took in the third round that they shouldn't have named Chad Muma and they split the reps 60 40 because even though he had a turnover like he wasn't playing very well in coverage or and stuff like that which like I get it but people on Twitter have been like ripping him a new asshole this week about how bad he's playing and stuff like that the fact that he got benched and like they traded up to get him and yada yada and it's like he's a rookie dude Like he was in conversation for like the defensive rookie of the year for the first few weeks and he recovered a turnover this week. Like I understand that things are going wrong, but every rookie hits a slump at some point. And I don't think it's fair to rip someone apart for that. And I hate that fans are doing it. I know they did it with Trevor. Even I was hard on Trevor at times, but it's like, I'm okay with like being hard on people, but being out on people like that is so hard when he's played 10 games now in his career. Like that's, that's tough, especially in like the time of year where they're like, maybe like getting ready to wind down, look towards the bowl season, like stuff like that as a college player, like I you, like he's going to have a couple bad games. Like the NFL's different dude, but he's ha- like, he was in conversation for the defensive rookie of the year at the beginning of the year. And he had a turnover this week, chill out. It's going to be fine. Um, And then now we're on to the bye week. 
the one thing that I said that I didn't want to happen last week was I didn't want them to beat themselves. And that's the only reason I'm disappointed. I had no expectations to beat the Chiefs, like I said. I just didn't want them to beat themselves. And it felt like they did. And now they're going into the bye week and they're going to get their ass kicked by the Ravens at home immediately <laughs> after. And I just have no upward look in sight. So like, it's just, you know, nothing new, whatever. Those are my thoughts. People have been asking. That's how I feel. Eagles game, Sarah. I almost tweeted you, but I didn't want to piss off all the Eagles fans that actually follow us. Cause I was going <laughs> to tweet you and be like, thinking of the biggest Eagles fan I know right now at Sarah Griffin, how are we feeling? But then I didn't want like our actual Eagles followers to be like, fuck you and fuck Sarah Griffin. <laughs> but I like literally had it typed out. And I was like, mm, probably shouldn't. <laughs> oh, they were out for blood the other night, which I don't blame them. Like, no, that that I'd be in I, a hostile mood too. Yeah. So I have some notes. I know that you watched the game. I have to say, we talked about it already because, like, we've said it before. Sarah and I are out. We are always talking about something on some platform. <laughs> Sarah and I are in contact twenty four hours a day in some <laughs> way, shape, or form, even. When it's four o'clock in the morning and I get a Sarah Griffin sent you a TikTok and I immediately like it <laughs> without fail. Um, but Jalen Hurts pink suit Ugh. from the gods. From the gods. So fucking good. It is just so tragic. <laughs> like that is his color. Yeah. That is Jalen Hurts' color. I hate all the people who are like, ugh, like pink suit, blah, blah, blah. Some dude tweeted me this week because I do those videos of like Jags fashion and Arden Key wore a purple suit and some guy was like, ugh, purple suit is always a zero for me. And I was just like, why? Because you can't pull it off? Yeah. If you can't, if you're a man that can't pull off color, just say that. Yeah. Like if you can't pull off pink or purple because it makes you look gay, then like, <laughs> like Jaylen you Hurts. are insecure. Yeah. Like Jalen Hurts always sexy but in pink that like just took it to a whole new level <laughs> i don't think men get that that'll make your pussy throb mm-hmm. like they don't get and it then, <laughs> i literally saved that picture because i was like i might make this my <laughs> i have such I'm a sweating <laughs> so funny but like for real the female gazes and men if you're having a hard time with the ladies right now, actually, we should start, like, instead of doing a Q&A every month, we should just do an ask the girls, like, a dating question yeah. thing. If you are not pulling bitches at the moment, start wearing pink. I swear to God, your life will yep. turn around immediately. <laughs> Absolutely. Bitches will be flocking, just like the Eagles. Boom. <laughs> Nailed that. <laughs> I did tweet though that at least it wasn't Carson Wentz because yeah yeah imagine like not even being undefeated but just losing to Carson Wentz in general I know because he beat us in week one and it does not feel good I am like because I never really noticed like obviously I don't pay that much attention to football outside of like Patriots Eagles and so I like didn't realize that the commanders haven't lost on Monday <laughs> Like, yeah that's insane yeah it's true so I did want to talk about the missed face call and how they reviewed the play and how I think it's so stupid and I do think that this is going to be addressed maybe in like the off season. the fact that like you can go back and watch a replay one you can't challenge a no call mm-hmm. or whatever and then you can go back and check the replay for something else 
blatantly see that face mask, see that it caused the fumble and you still can't overturn it because it wasn't called on the field, even though it was the most blatant face mask I've ever seen. And that is potentially what decided the game because that drive, Mm -hmm. one, you took away points and two, they got points out of it. So it's like, I just, I hate, and especially because that's a safety issue. It's like, how can you, if, if you can't review something or you can't whatever, you should at least be able to challenge like a, like a no call on a face mask penalty. Mm-hmm. Like just because like, not only is it dangerous, but two, like it decides a game. And I think that that's, that's so shitty. Yeah. So I had one other thing that I wanted to say. I do feel bad for Eagles fans because the two teams that I would hate to lose to like in general, but let alone lose like an unbeaten season to one Washington for obvious reasons and two Cleveland for obvious reasons. So it's like, that's like, just like an extra kick in the dick, in my opinion. Like that's just, that sucks. Especially because last week they had so much bullshit going on. Like that organization has got to be so distracted. Organization. (laughs) Yeah. So um, also the Taylor Heineke on the flight with the... Bush light trash can with all the chains like Kirk Cousins started it but he outdid Kirk because having a trash can of like Miller or Coors wouldn't be as cool as fucking Bush light (laughs) yeah (laughs) like Bush light goes crazy imagine being a million literally sitting there with like millions of dollars of jewelry on drinking Bush light out of a trash can (laughs) Like, that's incredible. <laughs> so I'm here for it. Um, I also want to say that I do think that the NFL in Germany is way cooler than the NFL in London. But I want to talk about all of this Tom Brady crap. Because did you see that Giselle was going out with like her jujitsu trainer now or whatever? I did see that. Okay, so I want to talk about it for a sec. Because like, Everyone's kind of been, oh, team Giselle, team Giselle, like Tom should be a better dad, Tom should be around, blah, blah, blah. And we were both, and I'm sure still are both, like team Giselle, whatever. Like obviously Tom has, you know, taken his time, whatever. But like, is I think it's too quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> like there's definitely gotta be some overlap. Like yeah. uh, in this case, I support women's rights and I support mm-hmm. women's wrongs. it's true yeah it's like that's actually a really good point and I like that but I get that you're like a normal human being and most people like rebound or whatever but you're in the freaking spotlight dude like that's but that brings me to my next point is this going to fuel Tom into winning another fucking Super Bowl it really seems like it which just makes it so much more fucking annoying because he hasn't lost since the divorce although that route he ran on sunday if you want to even call it that that straight line that he just ate shit on was awesome that was my favorite tom brady clip of all time like literally ever (laughs) it he that i've never seen anyone run that slow in my life and i know he's 45 but holy shit (laughs) i just need like tyler putting tom brady's like 40 second time like in that dash like on the screen right now um and then the last thing I want to talk about before I get into Tyler's sad cat parlay did you see Josh Allen and all the moms of Buffalo I did (laughs) this is so cute so if you haven't seen this I guess is it a Facebook group I think so 
there's like a Facebook group that the moms of Buffalo made to write Josh Allen like encouragement letters and it's like moms for Josh Allen or whatever because it's like sometimes you just need like a hug from your mom and some encouragement so now Josh Allen has all these like Buffalo moms and it's pretty cute it's so fucking cute I like it it's really cute um okay Sarah I know you have lots of PLL news because of the top 50 interviews and then the championship series so let's chat about it yeah we actually have lacrosse news this week which is wow (laughs) didn't the NLL start last week too uh training camp started okay there we go all right let's do it PLL championship series location was announced today it's going to be in um technically Springfield Virginia like right outside of DC at the St. James it's going to be February 22nd to 26th it's gonna be like round robin tournament obviously it's top four teams from 2022 season so which is funny because like the water dogs aren't in it the chaos <laughs> but um it's but the whip- chrome yeah whipsticks chrome archers atlas so now the next question kind of just going to be like what the rosters are going to look like it's going to be 12 man rosters but there's also like because it is overlapping with the NLL, I'm like very curious as to what these are going to look like. Because there are actually a lot of bye weeks for NLL players that week. But the question is like, are they going to be allowed to play in this? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But regardless, I'm excited because it's going to be sixes style, which is going to be cool. I've never seen that play. Like I watched a couple of clips from the like US games, but it, it should be fun. Okay, cool. Do you have any... I mean, we talked about this the other day, like because of the crossover with the NLL season. Do you have any like hot takes, any like maybe favorites? Obviously, like a lot's going to change as far. I mean, I'm sure like, you know, people may be healthy, may not be healthy, whatever. Do you have any like hot takes of who you think you could win? Just because we do like there's so many people who cross over between PLL and NLL that it's like, obviously, we saw that at the beginning of last season. So do you have like a hot take favorite or anything like that or like someone to watch? I think my favorite right now, just like without even knowing what the rosters are on me, just looking at like, okay, this guy plays in the NLL, like obviously the archers like actually have, I think the least amount of guys that play in the NLL also, like you are going to be most likely, like, I don't believe Toronto's playing that week, but the chance of Tom Schreiber risking injury, I'm feeling like are pretty low to yeah. play in this. But, like, they still have, like, Will Manny, Marcus Holman, Grant Amen. Like, their offense is still very much intact. Adam Gittleman's their goalie. He's also, like, played this style across before. So, I'd say Archers are my early pick. Okay. Do you think knowing. that – Do you think that just because it's obviously not, like, an in-season game, it'll be treated more like an all-star style game? Like, more like – I don't want to say beer league because it's not beer league, but you get what I'm saying. I think so. I don't know what the exact like stakes are for it. Like, I don't think it's been announced or decided yet, but I think whoever wins, they get some sort of something for the regular season. And then also just like, because it is like round Robin style tournament, like they're having like training camp before it, like a couple days. So like it's being treated seriously. And like, I've asked some of the guys that are on some of those teams I know don't play in the NLL, but I've been on these calls just like, oh like what are your thoughts on it just kind of like gauging excitement you know and they're all like oh no like I'm super excited for it like because if you don't play in the NLL like you don't really play with your teammates at all out of season like yeah that's so true like, we're excited to like actually get the team together like yeah and get to play with each other 
Yeah, that's actually a good point. Like that might be beneficial. We should like kind of maybe watch those teams that do that and see like how if they like fall back into the swing of things like quicker when the season starts and stuff like that. Cause that's actually a really good point. I feel like that could maybe lead. And I know that it's expensive because it's obviously a league that's kind of just recently established itself. Like it's hard to kind of maybe have the funding to get these guys together more often and stuff like that, but it's obviously super beneficial. So like, who knows? I do remember actually after it was at Gillette after the quarterfinals and the Chrome loss, I want to say Sean Scannoni maybe was talking about it. it was like well we had a championship series like we'll get together then like so like the chromes one i feel like to like because they did have a disappointing end to the season like same with archers yeah. like they're probably looking for like as much practice time together like that redemption like they need that boost i feel like that confidence I'm, boost yeah i'm trying to remember connor farrell plays in the nll now because he signed with san diego who else from their team crosses over um because i don't I- think sean does right no, he doesn't. Yeah. It's like Ryan Tarafanko, yeah. Mike Messenger, John Rannigan, Jordan McIntosh. But like their attack, or I guess now uh, Dylan Malloy signed with the Riptide, but like Brendan Nick Turn doesn't yeah, play. Yeah, none of them do. Well, yeah, because he has to do all of his like army, military, whatever. Military. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what exactly. Thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> for well, serving this country. I think signed with the Mammoth. Oh, you're right. He did. I so I'm like, totally actually, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, but yeah, there's more of them than I thought. Cause I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot that he did that. Okay. Fair. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else? I don't think so. I pretty much like I already talked on the players topic. Some of the like interviews have just been fucking hilarious. Do you have <laughs> like a top, top three so far? Also, this is delicious. I haven't had this one yet. This one's the coconut water and tangerine peach. Very tangerine. I'm a big fan. I'm a bit. It's it's like my southern ass in a can. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I've definitely had like shocking. Like, I don't want to say shockingly because most of them always are like friendly, like good interviews. But I do know sometimes it's like kind of uncomfortable, like especially these guys that are so like just used to being asked about strictly lacrosse. Yeah. When you like start asking them things like, and I haven't been asking them. What like, animal do you most See, I've been doing like, what teammate would your animal, <laughs> what teammate? Like, cause I'm like, it's easy to talk about other people than yourself. Yeah. Like no one wants to like. Unless you're Andy Towers and you're a French bulldog. Yeah. I'm like, like he's good at talking about himself. Like just could talk to anyone. I'm like I'm Andy Towers and you're listening to Saturdays and Seltzers let's fucking go but yeah there's been like some guys that like racking me up so (laughs) I won't I won't give away until like all those interviews like and I write all those stories but some of them have been really good entertainment (laughs) okay all right so like even though it's a grind like it hasn't been like a total net negative oh not at all like I really do enjoy doing them it's just like for someone that sits at her computer all day mm-hmm. now all of a sudden I'm like social battery <laughs> like yeah. burnt out but not because of them just yeah I'm not used to talking to that many people <laughs> okay um, one more note lacrosse note um NLL training camps have begun some of the like there was already some east coast scrimmages last weekend I think um some teams are even practicing midweek like I know Toronto's been getting together they've been like flying out some of their American players to Toronto in the middle of the week which 
like that's fucking awesome I think that's great for the sports great for yeah. the league that like it's only November 16th and these teams are getting together I mean yeah sure we've both seen all the Buffalo guys I feel like all of them live in that area so it's probably easier for them but it mm-hmm. seems like they're with each other like training every day <laughs> yeah well so I was gonna ask you does do you know if Mackie travels with the team because if she does I was gonna say we should go when they play the Riptide I don't believe she travels with the team, but I'm not positive. Because that would be so fun. I know. And we need to go to a Riptide game anyway, because them them and the Desert Dogs, baby. I'm like, because I, I posted my lacrosse flash, like Riptide season preview the other day. And they're like, you have to get a game like actually on Long Island this year. I was like, I know I do. I know I do. Like we've gone everywhere except Long Island. <laughs> I know I've been, I've never been to Long Island. Me either. And then I was looking because I was like, oh, I'll take the Long Island like railway or whatever. It's, it's kind of Is it? I don't know if it was just the time I was looking for something, but I'm like, I hate that it's an island. It's such a pain in the ass to get to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They and do like have... you have to take the train into like New York or Bridgeport and then switch over to the Long Island railway. I'm like, they do have good iced tea though. Facts. <laughs> Fucks you up. <laughs> that's my mom's go-to and I'm like You're, what are you like a 75 year old woman like what the fuck <laughs> okay NHL news are we good to go yes so I guess we can lump all of our Bruin stuff together the first thing I want to talk about we never got to talk about the Mitchell Miller conversation just because we were not around last week I don't think we have anything breaking or to contribute that hasn't been said or that you yeah. haven't heard us say on Twitter I just felt like we should probably mention it but I was gonna say I did see today that I I know the last couple of days the conversation has been he's not NHL eligible but they don't know how to get him out of his contract without paying him or whatever how uh, do you know how this is all unfolded because I am just like one I don't know how you don't discover that he's not NHL eligible before you sign him but also like what the whole like everything seems like there's just a lot of lying because I know Gary Bettman did say he's like he's not NHL eligible like I don't know like the Bruins never ran by us like I don't know how I got passed but then other people like higher ups were like I don't know what that means like he wasn't NHL eligible like we don't know what he's talking about and it's not like it was anyone with the Bruins it's just other higher ups in the NHL so it sounds like maybe Gary Bettman, shocker, didn't really know what he was talking about. But I would say in this case, like, I think he had the right idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then also I'm like, okay, how, like, do you have to always, like, make these, like, signings? Like, is that something that always goes through the top? Like, I feel like it's not. But also, like, the Bruins saying, oh, like, we did all this betting. But now someone in the Bruins organization, I think they brought in a third party yesterday to, like, investigate into the Bruins betting like system like Cam Neely brought someone in I'm like you basically said this was you who wanted this and that this has been in works for a year yeah but then you're like oh we're trying to figure out where it went wrong like it sounds like you were the one that's supposed to be doing the betting and then like well new information came out but it's like the same information that anyone could find from a google search it's just all very now some like legal mess (laughs) Yeah, so that's, I also wanted to bring this up because I don't, I'm not trying to spread misinformation. I'm not trying to like do whatever. I did see, and I don't know if you saw this. I actually didn't see it. I heard it on sports radio, local, you can figure it out. 
that Patrice Bergeron was asked to come into the conversation about this kid and talk about signing him. And they had brought to his attention that all of the issues with the kid and he had no comment and walked out of the room. I don't know if this is true. Like I said, I did hear it on local sports radio. We know how that goes. But I did hear that and I was curious if you heard it because I could absolutely see that happening. I didn't hear that. Like, I do know what kind of the general consensus from Patrice seems to have been. And I know they did say, like, he was consented before. And he, like, mm-hmm. said himself, like, I wasn't sold on the idea. It sounds yeah. like, especially from Nick Felino's comments that, like, him, Patrice, and Brad, Marshawn, all mm-hmm. were, like, mm-hmm. all but said. Like, m- maybe they did just straight up say no to the front office face then. But, of course, you can't say that to the camera. You can't. But- from what Nick Felino said, it kind of sounds like that's pretty much probably accurate. Yeah. 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 And it's like, that's the thing for me is it's like, I don't care what organization it is. If you have a player like Patrice Bergeron, I don't care if they're talking about fucking signing Connor McDavid. You know what I mean? If this dude is like, no, this will not help our team chemistry. This kid's a piece of shit. Like whatever and you're the best team in the league and that's your leader. And he obviously is a great judge of character. We saw the other night when he went and asked someone about his, like the guy, the kid's wife who had cancer and how she was doing. And they're not even on the same team. Like he wasn't Mm -hmm. even chirping the kid. Like Patrice Bergeron is like the ultimate judge of character because he is the ultimate judge of character. And it's like, like I said, I don't care if it's Connor McDavid. Like if Patrice is like, no, this will fuck things up. Like it's not a good look, either the kid, whatever that should be, that should be your scripture. Yeah, obviously everyone that listens to this show knows Patrice Bergeron's my favorite athlete of all time. And there's so many things with this situation, like so many people that were disrespected. And it just really kind of stood, like watching that interview he did on Sportsnet just like rubbed me so the wrong way. Like not only are like, you know, like, okay, we're going to make this signing. Our captain didn't agree with it. Our captain is probably the most respected player in the league. In, the, like, in the league, no question. The player, like, just as a leader, like, and that's the thing. The Bruins market him as that too, because they know that they know how well-respected he is. Then they don't take into what he said, like take his own opinion into account when making this decision. Yep. There's no need to have signed Mitchell Miller. He did not like, there was no immediate need. Like you can find a good defenseman elsewhere. Yeah. And then on top of that, all you're like, Oh, by the way, this was our decision, but we're not going to be the ones to go on sports and have to show our face on hockey night on Canada you're going to have to go on and be put in this uncomfortable situation when we didn't even listen to your feelings to begin with. And you're going to have to try and save our face. <laughs> and like That's the thing too, is it sounds like they didn't even know if the kid was good enough to ever even make it out of Providence. And the thing that really rubbed me the, lo- the wrong way. And it's like, everyone on the internet has said this, but like, you're the best team in hockey. Why would you invite that negative fucking bullshit anywhere in your organization I don't care if it's your locker room I don't care if it's in Providence I don't care if it's your ECHL team I don't give a shit why he was cut from the team that he was drafted by and didn't even get to play in college because of this situation and it's like why would you just invite that into your locker room when you're clearly having the best start that your freaking organization has ever had what I found really insulting to me was just Cam Neely like saying like when they're like oh like why would you even make the sign like what did you think that like like what did you think the reaction was going to be and he was like oh I thought more people kind of believed in second chances and then I also, saw that 
it sounded like he didn't realize so many people would be upset about this. It's like, okay, this kid got cut from Arizona where they in literally Boston? play in a college arena. <laughs> and you thought that you could just slide this under to the Boston media one and Boston fans. And then also, okay, it's not like he like made like, not saying like this is good, but by like, it's not like he had some, like, insensitive tweet in, like, 2011. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dude, that's so gay or something. Like, yes. bullied and, like, traumatized this kid for years For, like, and a years. decade. And they're like, oh, like, he was 16, he was 14, whatever. Like, he's only 20 now. That was not that yeah. long ago. And this was ongoing. And the kid came out and put a statement out himself. And I saw like, this. Yeah, like, about I'm this. still traumatized to this day. Like, And haven't heard a word from him. Yeah, he reached out, what, fucking Snapchat? Like, Yeah, made an Instagram post and tagged me in it, actually. Yeah. So, yes, to your to your point, the Boston media, as we know because we're in it, vultures. This is not where the faint of heart come, new media, whatever. Like, you, holy shit. But also, like, it's a very progressive state. Like, that shit doesn't fly here. But my question for you before we move on to the rest of our Bruin stuff, which is much happier, obviously, we just had to make our comments about this because it's been a big thing. Does there deserve to be firings? And if so, in your opinion, who and why? Yes, there absolutely should be firings. I don't think it's going to be Cam Neely. I think it should be. I don't like that that he's the one that come at, came out and said, like, oh, yeah, someone's going to take the heat for this. Because even, like, I hate Don Sweeney as much as anyone else. Even based off of what Don Sweeney said, it sounds like this is Cam Neely's, like, It idea. really does. And yeah. the fact that someone else is going to take the fall for Cam Neely as if, like, those two, like, those two as a package, I think, should have been gone a while ago. Yeah, but I'm like the fact that someone else is going to take the fall for him and he just continues to waltz through. I hope I'm proved wrong, but from what I've heard, it doesn't sound like he's the one that's going to be going anywhere. Well, like that's the thing too, is it's like, okay, there, yes, the Bruins are having a great season. There have been a lot of issues prior and currently where one of these two identity should probably have been removed from their job but in spite of this the Bruins are still having a lot of success and they're going to continue to have success because obviously Mm -hmm. McAvoy's back blah 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 we've talked about like what we think the long-term option is cover bust whatever on this show but neither of these people now are probably going to lose their job because of the success that the Bruins are having in light of all of this so it's like there really won't be any justice here at all yeah, I will say they're very lucky that the Bruins are doing so well. Cause like imagine they're like they had some like losing skin and this was like the most miserable start of the season. The Mitchell Miller shit, like we're still hearing about just because of all the legal fallout of it. Yeah. But like it would be ten times worse, I think, if they're having a bad season. Cause that's it what would, people would be focusing on and putting the blame on. It would be one of those two would be the girl that's like looking behind, like looking in front of her and the house is on fire behind her meme. It'd be like one of those two's face like photoshopped on that little girl. (laughs) But we had to talk about that. Like, sorry, I know it's depressing. Like it's been going on. Like none of what we had to say was groundbreaking or new or whatever, but we had to talk about it. Um, Moving on. I want to talk about Derek Forbort insinuating 
that Darla and Otto, and if you don't know who that is, Darla is Derek Forbort's like super old, is it a beagle? It's a beagle, yeah. And Otto is Charlie McAvoy's dog, are fucking. (laughs) Fucking sickening. (laughs) I love my day. I love Derek Forbort, but that interaction gave me the ick. Like, I was like, all right, Derek Forbort kind of could be a daddy. Like, he's, he, I like the dude. I like that he's kind of a bruiser, but I'm like, that, no. Like, you couldn't have, like, texted him that. Like, why did that have to be public? Why did you I, all have to see that? Especially because I was like, oh, Darla, like, so wholesome, so cute. Otto, so wholesome, so cute. And then you go and come, like, sickening jail i think that's bestiality i'm fucking criminal like it's just a sweet cute post too and like it ran through hockey twitter so quick so quick like immediately i saw it and i was like you've got to be fucking kidding me no he did not i do think it's like i get where he was going and it's funny but it's not funny like, sir, Bruins Twitter collectively worships your dog, and now you put that image in You sexualized head. her! <laughs> You're like 12-year-old Beagle, and Charlie McAvoy's like, puppy. <laughs> Sickening. Uh, it kind of, yeah. On that okay. note, though, Freddie got the treats yesterday. Big fan. Wait, did you get sent them? Oh, no, I ordered them the second they went out. <laughs> That's the I thought that you got sent them and I was oh, like, no. that's so baller, but Sarah's just a Charlie McAvoy fan girl. <laughs> I'm like, Charlie McAvoy does anything. You bet your ass I'll be supporting it. As soon as he went live, I ordered. I'm like, I could have been the first order to be honest, because I have his tweet notifications <laughs> on. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh well, so speaking of Charlie, I accidentally so my friend Harry, like I said, we went to the game last week. We've had these tickets for months. And it just so happens to be the game that Charlie was back and we were sitting like glass. And I, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm disappointed in Bruins fans because Charlie McAvoy came back and they did not freak out. Like they were very just like, woo, go Bruins. I expected people to be like throwing shit on the ice, like shaking their babies in the air, (laughs) taking their shirts off and whipping them around, like kissing their girlfriends. None of that happened. None of it. Even when and I was scored? just like, no, like people were just like, I mean, people were excited. Don't get me wrong. But I expected people to be like, I don't know, making babies in the stands and shit. <laughs> people were just like, yeah, go Bruins. And I was like, do you people watch these games? Like your God is back. Like what is happening? Like your future. And you people are just like, yeah, go Bruins. Woo. No, I want fucking base nectar on the stereo. People going crazy. Like do some crazy. I need it. I just dropped a bag on the McAvoy Pooh Bear jersey. Did you? Oof. Well, I I was like, do I get McAvoy or do I get Bergeron? But I already have two Patrice Bergeron jerseys. I might still get another Bergeron just because I do want the C on the Pooh Bear. And I'm like, that might be my Christmas gift to myself. But Mm. I only have one McAvoy jersey and it's like a kid's fanatics jersey. I was like, okay, I want like... Next to Bergeron, like, McAvoy's my favorite player. So I'm like, I want, like, a legit jersey. Yeah. So I have such PTSD from buying, like, young players' jerseys on the Jaguars that I can't do it anymore because every time it happens, <laughs> they're either a bust or they get traded. So every time I hear someone, they're like, oh, yeah, like, our young star, I bought their jersey. I'm like, huh. 
Like, luckily, I think McAvoy's going to stick around for quite a bit. <laughs> they, so. But, you know, we see what the fucking Red Sox are doing with Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, I'm like, I sure as hell was not buying pastas because as much as I hope they do, I'm like, I, I don't know if I he's the one. I know. He's the one that I'm like, he could be out of here. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm not. I mean, I was either going to do McAvoy or Bergeron to begin with, but I was like, I don't go McAvoy just for the time. I was a little disappointed, though. They don't sell, like, every – right now, they're not selling every player's Pooh Bear. Like, because I also was like, oh, maybe I'll get a Hampus Lindholm or something. But they don't sell Hampus, which is weird because he's on an eight-year contract. Yeah. Also, uh, like, they don't let you customize the Pooh Bears yet, which I'm like, that's kind of annoying. Yeah, I wonder if they only like printed a certain amount. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. So like, I don't even want to say how much I spent on it. Like, even like the sweatshirts were one hundred forty dollars. I like. Well, so I was talking to my friend Harry when we went, and I was like, I kind of, I'm not a Bruins fan. We know this. I'm not a Bruins fan at all. Like, I do enjoy the Bruins because I'm here. Like, I don't really care what they do. Like, I'm just around them a lot, and obviously, it's way more fun when they're good because parties duh but like (laughs) there's more there's more boosting events but I'm just like I don't really care about them and I like the Pooh Bear jerseys are like cool but I like that they're vintage like they're not my favorite thing so I was like all right like I might buy one and then like we wound up just like wanting to go get hammered after the game whatever (laughs) and I didn't go look but now I'm glad that I didn't because that is crazy. They are, like, I knew they were going to be expensive. Like, it was, like, last year with the, like, third jerseys. Like, I remember I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get one on, like, Black Friday. And it was still, like, 200-something dollars. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll just get, like, a Fanatics version of it or something. Yeah. But, like, the Pooh Bear, I was like, I really do love Pooh Bear. So I was like, You have I it want- forever. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I want, like, a real one. So this was like kind of my Christmas present to myself where I even like, well, I'm still going to get a Bergeron one. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay, so speaking of Hampus. I just put it in, I don't think there has been a better, like besides like obviously Taylor Hall trade's great, but I feel like the Hampus Lindholm trade's really going under the radar of being such an unreal steal for the Bruins. Yeah. Like he yeah. Has- performed well above average and like obviously everyone knew like he's a great defender for Anaheim but it's like okay it's the Ducks like and I get it, it's probably the same thing as like look at Allmark and Buffalo like he didn't do a great job in Buffalo but that's only because like the Sabres defense at the time but like, yeah Lindholm was really good but it's like okay that's in context of the Ducks like even without McAvoy these first like couple months of the season it's like the Bruins defense didn't miss a beat and Lindholm was such a big part of that and I'm just like the Bruins front office has a lot of fails. This one, big win. Early well, on, yeah. big win. Well, and it's, like, weird, too, because, like, when I look back at it, it's like, okay, when they made that trade towards the end of the trade deadline last year, it was, like, that's what they – like, the Bruins were kind of in, like, an I don't know situation as far as the postseason, and it was like, all right, we kind of have to make some de- decisions here. And it's, like, that defense last year, when they signed him – was like, all right, we really need someone here and now. Like, we really need to get this, like, defense, like, these lines, like, under control. And then towards, like, the postseason, we saw, like, McAvoy putting the team on his back. Like, we saw that defense really step up. And it's, like, now that they're full strength, they have everybody back. Like, that was one of the best signings because I can't even imagine if they had that hole in their defense there, 
where they would be right now. And it's like, sure, that's what they needed right there, like right then and there at that point in the season last year. But it's helped them even more I, than I can imagine right here and now because it's like you have a complete team right now. And if you still have that hole in Hampus's position, I don't think that they would have the start that they do right now. Absolutely not. And just like looking like it's obviously Derek Forbert's out for the time being. But I even put it in here. Connor Clifton's my early choice for the seventh player award, especially in like Charlie McAvoy's absence. But also now that Charlie's back, Connor Clifton's game, like I don't know what he did training wise this summer. Like he's always had the physicality to it, but there's also like that sense of like, okay, youth, like immaturity. Like yeah. he make a lot of stupid mistakes that would like piss you off. And then like, when he was on the ice, unless he was making a big hit or like instigating something, he really didn't bring much. Like his defense has looked incredible. He's scoring goals. Like yeah, Connor yeah, he scored when I was there the other night for yeah. seven player award. He looks great. Yeah, he scored the other night. But it's like I think that he's one of like, and this has like not a ton to do with it. But I just think that he's kind of not okay so like he's kind of a local kid like he played at Quinnipiac so I expected like people here to like be all aboard like the Connor Clifton train like especially because he's good because he is like he played college like semi-locally and like people don't really bandwagon on him as hard and I think that that's a little strange especially because he's playing so well right now but on top of like that I see like that he's like polarizing as a player because like I feel like some people really love him like we talk we we kind of covered our tracks a couple weeks ago because we talked a lot of shit about him like mm-hmm. towards the end of last year and him and Derek Forbort specifically have really stepped up and really played well when Forbort was healthy especially without McAvoy but it's like I still feel as though like I'm on your side I think that he's playing great the game that I watched him play the other night where he scored awesome but it's like I feel like a lot of people in like local media are still like shitting on him for some reason and I like don't really get why I get the like cliffy hockey style of hockey isn't for everyone. Yeah. Especially in the last couple of years when it was like, all right, you're taking dumb penalties and it's costing you ruins. But now it's just like, he's very much smartened up and obviously he's a very smart guy off the ice. So it's nice to see that reflect. And then also like now he is contributing more on the offensive end as well. So I feel like he's just become a more dynamic defender. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I still see people, like, talking shit about him in, like, the local media, and it's, like, I don't really understand why, because he's having a good season, and it might be just because, like, I don't know, people think that he's still guilty of, like, past whatever, but it's, like, I, I don't, I also think that the issue is, is that a lot of media, and not to, like, ring our own bell or whatever, but it's, like, I feel as though you and I are very much the media type to be, like, I was wrong, maybe they didn't have the greatest season, but now like, you know, whatever we're willing to like turn back and change our minds. And I feel like a lot of people, especially big heads in media are not willing to do that to the point where they're like, they'll beat their point down until they just can't anymore. Or they fuck up and they're like, Oh, see, I told you. I also feel like it has to do with the fact that like, especially Boston media, like, because they're not so hockey centered, like there's not that like one person in hockey media for Boston right now. It's like, okay, they can see when there's like flashy, cool goals, whatever. Like, obviously everyone sees the offensive highlights, but then like defense, if it's not Charlie McAvoy, like they don't really like recognize like, oh, that was a really good play. That was a like really good block. Like that type of little stuff that I feel like Mm -hmm. you have to really be paying attention to. Like they're just waiting, like when the Bruins want to score next. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Especially because like the Bruins are just so offensively heavy with dominant names. Yeah. 
So I get it. But like, I'd like people who actually get hockey, I think can point to the defense and be like, sure. The offense is great. There's a lot of great leaders, a lot of point scorers, but this defense has been the fucking backbone of this team this entire season. And like, they've been in the background of it and they've led this team to success and I will die on that hill. Yeah. So that being said, you have a couple more Bruins things you want to talk about Sway and then the game tomorrow. And then I have two more points as well before we move into our closing stuff. Yeah. I just have Swayman, I guess is he was practicing again today. Uh, I, Sounds like he's officially back with the team. I doesn't. I don't think he's starting tomorrow. I think it's Allmark again, which is probably for the best. Good. Just like give him a couple more days. But I'm glad to see him back. I will say, shout out to Keith Kincaid. He really held it down versus Buffalo, and like people love to show on Buffalo. Like the Sabers are a good team, especially offensively this year. Like. I don't think they had their best game by any means, but like I was not expecting him to make 31 saves. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that that kind of got swept under the rug as far as coverage as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like not a lot of people talked about it and I don't know why it was. I have a question for you because I don't know this answer. Was he the kid in the Studnika trade or is that the kid in Providence? That's the kid in Providence. Okay, I didn't know. Okay, 33 years old. Like, he's old. Like, he played in, like, one game last year, I think, is, like, the backup to the backup for the Rangers. Yeah. Okay, that was my question. I couldn't – I didn't remember the other kid's name, so – but regardless, I feel like people didn't talk about that enough because it's, like, when you have these championship teams, like, sometimes it does come down to, like, these one-off games – where like people have a good game and they keep you right there in it. Like that could be the game that you look back in the season and you're like, Hey, like our schedule is coming down to it. Like we're looking for standings and that, that one game could boil down Mm -hmm. to a lot. And it's like, I I respect that kind of stuff, especially because like with Swayman's injury, like you don't even know if you're ever going to get your shot. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Um, I'm going to make two more points. Then we get into the Bruins flyers thing. I just had to say, I'm having so much fun watching the devils this season because nobody mm-hmm. expected them to be good and it's like do i think that they're a stanley cup team no obviously not they're super young but it's like they are so fun and they're kind of kicking some people's asses when they do and it's it, i'm like yeah. this i i love the devils like i'm kind of all in on them they're swaggy they're fun they're young like i just i love the devils right now yeah i feel like anytime you have a young team like that that especially after what bad season it was last year and like there were zero expectations for the team now they come out like really just give an ass kicking to everyone they've been facing it's so fun because like especially when you're a young team you're you've been bad for a long time like nobody has mm-hmm. any expectations for you and then you come out like guns ablazing. like that's fun <laughs> Like, that's fun. I love fuckery. I love the tables turning. Like, I've said this. I feel as though a lot of these leagues are at the breaking point where some of the good teams are going towards the bottom and some of the bad teams are going to the top. I'm here for that anytime you have good product in a professional league. Mm -hmm. And then my other comment is, fuck Vegas, because the Sharks still own you. (laughs) Timo Meyer, baby. He's the only highlight of the Sharks team. That's it. It's him. That's literally it. (laughs) And people are talking about, well, what if we get rid of him or, you know, like draft stock or players we need to rebuild. And I'm like, can we just agree? Enjoy it. Thank you. Like, (laughs) do I think that we should get rid of Timo? No. Do I think we're going to? Yes. But can everyone just shut the fuck up? It's kind of where I'm at with the Devin Lloyd stuff. Just 
shut it shut up (laughs) like now I know like I I don't care if I sell my soul this season to beat Vegas fuck (laughs) them it's all all I have to live for it's literally all I have to live for anymore (laughs) so here we are ruins flyers and then we'll move on to the rest of our stuff uh uh-huh. I don't have a ton of comments about Bruins Flyers. Hopefully it's going to be an easy win for the Bruins. Okay. Uh I think their biggest competition in that is going to be Carter Hart. But I don't know if you caught this last night. Uh the Flyers lost to the Blue Jackets, but they did an in-game interview with John Tortorella. I did not see this. You know, he's always good for a funny quote, even though he's never trying to be funny. He's just blunt. Yeah, he he just exists. Yeah. And they asked the like, oh, what's going wrong? He goes, we suck. <laughs> We're not forechecking hard enough. We suck. And like, what do you need to be doing better? He goes, forecheck. That was it. He just goes straight up on the broadcast. We suck. <laughs> that is, yeah. I wish more coaches would just say that. But then I was like, what did they expect the response to that after like, yeah, we're not forechecking hard enough for, to John Tortorella's in the middle of a game, oh, what do you guys need to be doing better? Poor check. I just <laughs> said that. Like, where you're not listening. Even I know that was going to be his answer. It's so hard. Like, see, because we have different jobs in sports media. Like, we're very similar. And it's like, I do enjoy this. But sometimes when you're with a reporter and you, like, have come up with your questions and they give you a dick answer. And it's like, I could turn the page here or I could just write it out and, like, either get with the clickbait or just not piss them off any longer because I have to deal with them more often. <laughs> Like, I have definitely gone with the easy answer or the, like, whatever answer with certain teams that I've covered just because I don't want to be in the coach's bad graces because I have to interact with them so often. But I have also chased coaches down who have tried to avoid me for interviews. They know that they have to do with me in their contract. (laughs) I've literally chased them down and been like, motherfucker. (laughs) Like, you cannot. I will go to the locker room. I don't care. (laughs) So, like, I get. I'll blow up people's phones. Oh my god, yeah. Like sometimes you just have to do what you have to do because like at the end of the day, like if you don't have it, what are you supposed to tell your boss? You know? No, exactly. Like I had that issue a couple weeks ago. Just the coach wasn't answering my email trying to arrange an interview. And I had his number from like a different interview. And I sent him a second email just like following up, but like my deadline was the next day. So I was like, fuck it. I was like, hey, it's Sarah, I sent you two emails, you didn't answer. So are you around tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. I last season I was covering a game on Nesson for a college team and I was supposed to get you know like I think a minute of a coach's time but coming back and he walks up to me and he goes you get one question kid and I was just like hey (laughs) like okay (laughs) got my one question and he walked away he fucking meant it and I called him out on the broadcast I was like well I had some questions but coach said I got one so here's what it is and I was just like and that's probably I don't know whatever fuck it anyways score prediction for tomorrow night before we move on um I'm gonna say 3-1 Bruins okay I'm gonna I'm gonna say 3-2 Bruins okay I think that I think that they're gonna have to sweat it out and get a greasy goal in the third and that's what I'm going with so if I'm right on Saturday when you hear this send me a tweet (laughs) Or send Sarah a tweet, because that's probably more likely. Um, Okay, we have joint pop culture and tea party segments, because I feel as though these are the only things that made sense to talk about this week anyway. 
pop culture shit. Emily Ratajkowski and Pete Davidson are reported as dating. And I want to know if you think that this is a PR stunt or if they're just fucking or what do you what do you think here? I think it is a PR stunt. I also do think they're probably fucking like actually like that's probably oh, how they totally. originally got together. Like, yes. oh, okay, whatever. Like nothing shocks me with Pete Davidson. I feel like uh, Emily Ratajkowski just has been so in the spotlight lately that it only made sense. And I feel like she's trying to kind of rebrand herself. So I'm like, mm-hmm. Pete Davidson, that, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't really move the me- needle for me. <laughs> no, me either. It's kind of predictable. It's like, whatever. I kind of feel as though they're both fucking as like a rebound. And the media was just like, oh, they're dating. Like, I don't think they're dating. I think that they're probably just low key, like shagging, whatever. Like, I think the people are going to blow this up. I... Like they both needed a rebound and I get how it mutually benefits both of them because Pete Davidson was obviously dating Kim Kardashian, moved on to a model who's like a little bit more real, obtainable, has a kid, like all that kind of stuff, recently divorced, not really this like mogul icon that Kim is, but like she's kind of like Emily is like very low key on TikTok. Like she's funny. Like she's real. Like she's way more real than Kim Kardashian. She's as real as a supermodel could be. But also the guy who cheated on her, her ex-husband is also like the nerd dorky type. So it's like, all right, I'm going to fuck the dork king. I saw a TikTok (laughs) that I like, I agree with it so much. Just like nobody Pete Davison like dates or fucks is going Mm -hmm. to shock me anymore. He's like, for him to really move the needle for me, he has to be like fucking Simon Cowell or something. Like, <laughs> and I was like, honestly, yeah. Like, that's yeah. exactly how I feel. There is not a woman on this earth that Pete Davidson could all of a sudden be dating or hooking up with that. Like, oh my God. Like, see, I disagree with that, but I agree with it. Like, <laughs> I, once you go from Ariana Grande to Kim Kardashian to Emily Ratajkowski, like, you're just fucking hot bitches at that point. Like, you're in the hot bitch market. I would say if he started dating someone, like I don't know Kelly Clarkson Lizzo Hillary Duff like one of those girls I'd be like damn okay Pete you know if it was like I don't know why this is the first thing that came to my mind if Donald Trump and Melania got divorced he started (laughs) banging Melania I that would move the needle for me. I hope that Melania would just be like, yeah, I heard about that BDE. <laughs> I'm like, that would shock me. I'll, I'll, just because it would also be such a fucking good dig. At- I think it'd be better if they were still married. Yeah. If it was like this huge big scandal. Like- <laughs> yeah. This- Melania cheated on Donald with fucking Pete. Pete Davidson's never the other man in this in these situations. He's usually the rebound or something. Or he's always the rebound. Always. It doesn't ever seem like it's overlapping with anyone else. And just one of these times, just for drama's sake, I've wanted to be him, like as the other man, for there to be some real spice. See, I do want that, but at the same time, I look at his mental health when he like destroyed that trailer at whatever set he's filming, like. Did you see that? Yeah. And I'm like, actually, also, he dealt with a lot from Kanye. So I think he's Kanye (laughs) and his dad dying in 9-11. Like Pete Davidson. I think Pete Davidson needs to date a girl off the radar. Little home on the prairie style, like somewhere out in like fucking a prairie in Montana. And like, 
whatever. I miss like, cause I loved Pete Davidson in high school. Cause I used to be a big SNL fan. Cause he went from dating that Carly girl that was on girl code. Like she's hilarious. Yes. She I now. loved her. Love her. She came actually to my school at undergrad and it was just like, she's oh, funny. I love her. She's so funny. And then he started dating Larry David's daughter. And everyone knows I'm obsessed with Larry David. So I was like, oh my God, I hope they get married. Like all this stuff. I'm like his father-in-law would be Larry David. Like that'd be the funniest fucking family. And he, I think he cheated on her, honestly. He kind of was the other man in the Ariana situation though, because they like started dating like 30 minutes after her and Mac broke That's up and true. then he died. Yeah. So and I think that was part of the tea was he was like kind of, like the rebound that just I know we'll never know like the full story of that which is create have you I did I send you the TikTok the other night of the okay this we're really going off the rails here but did I send you the TikTok the other night of the woman who like I guess she like she's like a 65 year old woman and her daughter like helps her make her TikToks but she's like a medium who can like go into the afterlife if she like focuses hard enough and like talk to people you saw that how Mm -hmm. she like had no idea who Mac Miller was and her daughter was like, okay, go find this guy. And she like her daughter her daughter like filmed the whole thing. And then like her, like the mom made like a recap TikTok afterwards and was like, Yeah, he like had tattoos and looked like this, and like this is how yeah. he killed himself, and like all this kind of stuff. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like saying it was all a mistake. Like he all like he had never like wanted that. It just I and that's why to this day, and I know that this might hurt some people's feelings. I really do think that like, and this is like I said, just like, this is my opinion. This is not a fact. I do think that Mac Miller obviously was fucking around on drugs because that's how he died. He knew he was doing too much and he knew that at some point something bad was going to happen because of what he was doing. Do I think it was suicide? No, but I think he was well aware that he was like dancing on that line. And like, that's why I could totally see that being real. It's just so fucking sad that we truly will never know. And like, mm-hmm. I just feel so bad for Ariana Grande. Yeah. I'm glad she's like married and out of like the the grid. Yeah, yeah, good for her. That got real deep a lot. Yeah, that got real deep real quick. Mm. Um. Anyways, R.I.P. Mac Miller, the goat. I.M.L. Um. Tea party segment. I'm gonna let you lead this because I don't really understand like the whole Ticketmaster thing. The internet basically like World War Three started yesterday, and it wasn't even trending because of the Taylor Swift shit. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about this. I did sign up to try and get a pre-sale code. I didn't get one. And I was like, whatever, I'll figure it out. I don't know. Like, I do understand why for some people is like, because prices are going to be hiked so astronomically when things go out for general sale. I have mm-hmm. been lucky enough, actually, that I don't have tickets to the Gillette show. Um, my friend was able to get four tickets to Philly. Um, and she's going to sell me two of them for me and my sister, like at a cheap price. And then we're going to try and get general sale at Gillette. I mean, it also probably helps that like having a full-time job, I'm like, okay, I can like spend a little more than probably like an 18, like 17 year old. Well, I re- they have parents though. Yeah. But I know like those like tickets, like even when I tried getting Olivia Rodrigo, like off like the general sale, it was $500. Like Taylor Swift, like Gillette Stadium, like is going to probably be astronomical. So I do feel really bad for people that like really needed to get those pre-sale tickets because I know it sounds like even if they got the code, like they're in line and like froze, like kicked people out. I just think it's more of a Ticketmaster thing. Like we like Ticketmaster is so shitty. They have a monopoly on like everything. 
that's my question is like I don't that's the part of it that I don't get like I get like them sending like random pre-sale codes whatever got it the ticket master like crashing drama like how the I don't that shit is how I'm like I don't I saw like fucking AOC tweeting about it yesterday I'm like why is AOC tweeting about Ticketmaster? I think because I know this has happened before where Ticketmaster crashes, but then also it's like they're because they have monopoly on like all these type of things, like that's the only like direct seller you can get it from. And then like half the time it's like these bots that come in and get pre-sale and buy up everything, which is like what happened with Olivia Rodrigo. Like then once it goes to general sale, like people that are actually fans of these artists can't get tickets because they're all being sold at like like I saw already some people like resell people were like selling their pre-sale codes for like 10k <laughs> like it's insane and like it is coming down to the point where it's like this is like a legal thing like you can't like Ticketmaster one they clearly don't have the means to have all this monopoly on mm-hmm. these type of things especially like and like you know Taylor Swift like going on a fucking world tour is going to be like huge you should prepare for that and it's just like this has been I think the third time with an artist where they are like tickets will go out and like the website crashes and like people well, were getting charged their card and then not getting the tickets still like yeah still getting charged like five hundred dollars getting kicked out of the line like it was just a whole mess that I think Ticketmaster needs to be like legally investigated yeah so my thing is though like obviously if you're an artist and you're like involved in this like realm or like if AOC knows about this like the artist has to right especially one like Taylor Swift so my thing is it's like how do artists decide who gets their tickets or like whatever to sell like how does that work because couldn't Taylor Swift just be like I want to sell all of my tickets everywhere but Ticketmaster unless they happen to like scoop them all up like they do and then resell them or whatever. Like how do artists, like did she go to Ticketmaster and was like, okay, like let's partner together? Because if so, that's also shitty. I think it's like actually like Ticketmaster like legally has a monopoly on these type of things. Like I don't really think they have much of a choice. Mm. Yeah, but like it's also your tour. Like couldn't, because like you look at these like smaller people who go to these venues and it's like, okay, when you go to like the House of Blues, like they sell your tickets for you through like their website or whatever. So it's like, I don't get how you wouldn't have control of being like, okay, I want to just sell my tickets on Vivid Seats or whatever. Yeah, I don't really know. I like didn't really look into much of like the legal stuff. For yeah, it. Know, which like, like you shouldn't. AOC was like kind of going for just because this is a repeated problem with Ticketmaster like yeah maybe it was the weekend or something like something like this happened to something like that I don't I don't really know what the whole thing is but it's totally just, like, something with the ticket industry like yeah there's serious issues there like to the point where people are like that's like an actual thing like someone yeah. like Joe Biden <laughs> I know <laughs> like taking like initiative on which I know he did a couple weeks ago because people were trolling him about it he was like that was like one of the plans that they wanted to like take down like Ticketmaster's monopoly on like fees and stuff like that but I just feel like there has to be some like sort of control that the artist has like who gets hands on their tickets and the only like control like Taylor Swift had in terms of like pre-sale was like she got to pick like I'm not her personally but like who got pre-sale codes and it was like anyone that's bought I think merchandise within the mm-hmm. last six months got sent codes I think that yeah. was like the extent of it yeah I don't know kind of wild okay so I my tweet of the week was gonna be that I did see someone who was like literally world war three is starting like Russia accidentally attacked Poland 
there's meetings to be had to decide if we're going into World War III and it's not even trending because Taylor Swift is crashing Ticketmaster. <laughs> so that was my only tweet. I don't think you have a tweet. No. Anything else? Closing thoughts? Nope. Um, My only closing thought is I want to say thoughts and prayers to the UVA family. Absolute mm-hmm. tragedy. Like, I just... I don't have words. I won't have words. I, if you listen to this and you went to UVA, know people at UVA, anything like that, thoughts are with you. Thanks so much for listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. Love you guys. Keep on sipping, y'all, and we will see you next week. Y'all know what time it is. Uh, uh, Looking like you just graduated. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. And I like it, show me a place I can buy it. But you priceless, superwoman, no sidekick. Dress game like science, girl, you all plus, no minus. Wake up in the morning, check the time, and then the vibes. Smooth peanut butter curves with jelly above the thigh. Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice. That's the truth. Only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze to Q. I can tell you new, and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute. Cause they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city. Every town, every borough. They know you keep it real. Keep it classy. Keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them girls. Get them Cause this is not their world They know you run the city Every town, every borough They know you keep it real Keep it classy, keep it thorough When Sundays are for the boys The Saturdays for the girls Get them girl, get them girl uh. It's Saturday, y'all uh. Saturdays and Celsius <laughs> With your host Kendra and Sarah Uh Y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go.